Welcome to episode 5 of Heat Island. It's your host Frank Greco at FGreco12 on Twitter and Heimdall Imber at AltSpec1. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review. Also check out FromTheJumpSports.com. Take a listen. What up? There he is. He has awoken from his slumber. Yeah, this whole uh, becoming a runner thing, don't recommend. Zero out of ten. <laughs> You've been doing it for like two weeks. You've already had enough? Three weeks. 
Oh, uh, apologies. Yeah, man, I should, I should, I should be svelte by now. Three, That's three weeks right. of this. Three, three weeks you'll, of you'll this. Get, I think. You'll get used to it. I hope so. I hope so. I'm freaking tired, man. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know if you watched uh, OKC Houston last night, but uh, a couple of their guys on Houston were looking pretty tired and kind of ran out of gas. So, yeah, yeah, they, uh, they know how you feel. I, I'm glad someone does. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, as have you, as we're talking right now, we're in the middle of Game Two, third quarter, uh, Toronto, Boston. Mm-hmm. And uh, Toronto's hanging on, clutching to a two-point lead about halfway through the third. Um, what are your uh, did did anything? Did your opinion about how the series would go change after Game One? Mm-hmm. No, Do you feel the same. No, I still feel like Toronto can win. Um, it's it. I knew it was going to be a tough series to begin with, but um, it's looking like it's going to be a little bit tougher. So I'm thinking six or seven. Um, yeah. I still I still think that Toronto has a chance. Uh, obviously, uh, their bench didn't help them at all. Um, game one. I mean, no one did. No one showed up to play that game. It feels like. <laughs> Um, the the stat lines, uh, if you compare them, uh, they're pretty bad for for uh, Toronto. You guys missed a lot of open shots. Yeah, yeah, and I don't I don't know really what to attribute that to. You know, I I'm just right now chalking it up to a bad shooting night. Yeah, yeah. I want. I mean, I mean, they had a couple of days off with the protests. Yeah. You know, where the strike going on, and then like three days. You know how how are guys mentally prepared for this game? I mean, you can you can obviously say that, but if you look at you know uh, some of um, Boston's major players, like you know Tatum, Smart, well, all those guys showed up to play, and they also had a couple of days off. True. Yeah, Marcus Smart, I think, had one of his better shooting games of the season. You know, you're not going to expect him to to hit that many threes. Yeah, I think um, he was he was like what five to seven or something like that. He was no, no, not that no? many. Oh my god! No, who am I thinking of? That's uh, been I'm, I'm been a couple, it up right now. It's been a couple days, so yeah. Uh, Smart was oh shit five and nine. You're right, five of nine. Okay, I I thought he I thought he hit a couple. I mean, I remember him. I uh, maybe I was like maybe you know I'm just misremembering it. I'm confusing him with somebody else on that team, but I know that he uh, he had a pretty decent shooting night. This has happened a few times now, where I've doubted your stats, your stat <laughs> memory, and every time I've been wrong, I should stop doubting you. <laughs> well, the moment you stop you you uh, stop doubting me, I'm going to get it wrong. So this is true. I got to keep you, make sure you're on the up and up. Absolutely, but yeah. Um, yeah, my, my opinion really hasn't changed much. Um, tonight will obviously will obviously be the determining factor. I mean, if the if the Raptors can't hang on and lose that, they're they're in a huge hole. They're gonna they're gonna find themselves in, in a whole world of hurt. You know, like well, and they the, can't and they can't even blame it on Kyle Lowry being out since he played um, game one. Well, the the one benefit is 
you know, normally if this was a regular season and a regular series, you know, if the Raptors lose game two, technically they're the, they would be the, they would be the home team here. If they mm-hmm. lost game two, if they're down 0-2, having to go into Boston for a game three, that's really tough. Yeah. But the fact that they're in the bubble and it's no real home court advantage, if you go down 0-2, it's not, at, it's not great. I mean, but it's not as bad as it would be having to go on the road for a must-win game three. That's true, but I'm looking at it more so from the perspective of just how much more difficult it is to win, you know, four out of five versus four out of seven. If uh, Boston, right. if Boston has a bad game, they can, you know, they have some wiggle room. At that point, the Raptors have to show up to play every night, and I think that kind of uh, that weight on your shoulders kind of weighs on you a little bit. It takes a little bit out of you. So, um, you know, those are the kinds of things that you want to see maybe in an Eastern conference championship or the finals. You certainly don't want to see it in the semis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm with you. I still think it's going to be a long series, six or seven. Yeah. Um, I still, I still like the Celtics. I think I take the Celtics in six. Uh, I know you like, obviously think the Raptors will take this series. Um, but I, 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 I don't think it's going to be – it's definitely going to be a grind for either team. Absolutely. Um, and, and, again, like, I, like I'm like i pretty sure I had said this last week. I think um, the first-round matchups in the East were, were pretty lackluster. They, they looked pretty straightforward. Um, you did have that, that game one uh, Orlando victory, um, but obviously that didn't really factor into the next uh, four games in that series. Right. So to see the top four seeds kind of manhandle their opponents, um, I don't think that this round uh, you're going to get that. I think uh, I think the second round is going to be a lot more knockout, drag out fight. I so agree. I don't I don't I don't foresee any of these series being shorter than six games. Yeah, and I and I tr- I trust you know I obviously uh, you know Brad Stevens is in the upper echelon of coaches, but I really trust Nick Nurse. Um, to find adjustments, to find maybe changes to the rotation, find a different mm-hmm. lineup, find something that he can attack or to utilize in the series, whether yeah. it's playing more, you know, maybe he, maybe he uh, limits Gasol's and Ibaka's minutes and puts uh, Siakam at the five more to kind of try to get out and transition maybe a little bit. Um, yeah. But something I trust him to, to make – quick adjustments and he's not afraid obviously to try things that are out of the box so yeah you know, he's not going to let the series get away from them assuming the got that the raptors perform the way they have all season nurse is going to put them in positions to be in the series absolutely the 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 one thing about um coaches that like to experiment is the fact that um, people call them geniuses when it works, but they rag on them when it doesn't. And I certainly don't want for people to be under the impression that, you know, because he tried certain things that um, ultimately didn't work and, and the off chance that the Raptors do lose the series. I don't want for them to, uh, I don't want for the less uninformed fans to say that it's necessarily something that, um, Nick Nurse did or didn't do, you know, like oh he played too much around with the uh, with the lineups, or you know he he had the wrong personnel out there. Because if there's one person who's going to know 
um, who to put out there and when it's going to be him. Um, and yeah, he is going to experiment, but I think a lot of that is going to see is going to be like checking to see how Boston um, responds. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, listen, I, I mean, Nurse is coming off a championship. I think Nick Nurse could be like, guys, I got a new strategy we're going to try today. We're only going to play, th- we're going to play three on five. And, and, they'll, and li- think, they'll listen to him. And I think they'll be like, yeah, man, that sounds great. And I think like fans would be like, ooh, and this could work. They'll talk themselves into it because Nick Nurse has like done crazy things like do a one, two, two press to bring them back in a regular season game when they're down 20 with eight minutes to go. Yeah. You know? Um, so I think he's got, at least for this season, carte blanche, you know, coach of the year, coming off a title. Yeah, yeah but, and that's the thing. Um, coaches coaches end up getting carte blanche for a little bit, but there are a lot of guys who've been in the league for a while who were in his position, like Doc Rivers and uh, Rick Carlisle, although he's been, he's been in the, the league for about a million years. Um, a lot of these coaches, uh, the, the season after they win their first championship, there's no wrong that they can do. Um, and if it was me, I'd probably be a little bit more conservative because I don't want the success to go to my head. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. So, I don't know. I, I, I think that you're, you're right in that most people will give him a pass, but at the same time, those are the kinds of things that are going to end up biting you in the, in the rear um, if you don't uh, if you don't produce. So theoretically speaking, if the Raptors go on to win the championship this year, um, a lot of people are going to obviously give him a, a lot of credit, and I feel, I feel like that's the right thing to do. But I feel like a lot of people, um, if the Raptors don't, will point the fingers at management. They'll point the fingers at Nurse. Um, they'll obviously say, well, not well, having be, Kawhi. I think that'd be wrong. Is, I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree. But as you and I know, um, when it comes to sports, there are a lot of people who um, they just don't make any sense. You know, True they, that. Like, like uh, doubting the fact that LeBron is one of the greatest players of all time. He might not be my favorite, but I certainly have a lot of respect for the man. And I feel like he has more than proven why he belongs in the same conversation as guys like Kobe or Jordan, who were far more dominant in their careers than you know Le- LeBron has been. But um, to look at the impact that LeBron has had, I mean, let's be honest. If you don't have this the Super Warriors team, I think LeBron has a couple more championships. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. And let's be honest, it's it's super funny. Like, literally 10 years ago, people were like, LeBron James is, is shrinks Washed in big up. games. He's, <laughs> he'll never win. He's no Jordan. He doesn't yeah. have – he doesn't have it. He doesn't have the clutch gene. Oh, the clutch gene. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, yeah, think about just 10 years ago where we were – that and then – since then, I he's made literally every NBA Finals of the decade except for one last year. He, which except is ridiculous. One, yeah, last year, yeah. And even then, remember, I I know that you certainly remember because I do. Um, everyone said that the first season with the big three um, down in South Beach was going to be an experiment. Like they had no business being in a. Um, in a finals scenario because they had a lot of things that they had to iron out. But 
you know, through playing fantastic basketball, they managed to make it to the finals now. Were they outplayed by uh, the Mavs? Uh, in part, yeah. Um, in part, I think they kind of outplayed themselves a little bit, but um, they weren't supposed to be in that scenario. Everyone was said, everyone was saying from the beginning, this is going to be an experiment. We're going to see how well we can do. I think they started the season off yeah, like 90 or something like that. Killed. They're like this super team. They're, they're, they have two of the best three best yeah, players they, in the world, and they, they're starting like this. Like They're never going to go anywhere. And then they figured it out. Yeah, so – yeah, so I think I think everything takes a little bit of time, and I think uh, once LeBron has some time away from the league, I think people will uh, have more of an opportunity to appreciate the guy because there, there are a lot of people who make no sense in saying that LeBron is not one of the all-time greats. Like, it's just – that's just a fact uh, – a, a flat-out lie. Yeah, those people he, need he to get out is. of my planet. Um, speak, <laughs> speaking yes, of uh, – LeBron and the Heat. Um, the LeBron, the Heat now post LeBron yesterday <clears throat> take care of business. Game one win, one you know yeah, one fifteen to one hundred four. Yes, Jimmy Butler uh, down the stretch in the fourth quarter, fifteen fourth quarter points poured in forty, um, dominating, dominating performance by Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, I have, I have, I'm not surprised. Um, I, uh, I know that we, I definitely said this in the first couple of uh, podcasts that we, uh, where we talked about, you know, matchups, potential matchups and stuff like that. And I think um, the, the Bucks are really going to struggle against uh, the Heat, especially if they come out playing the way that they did game one. Um, I'm I'm very very pleased to see them playing as well as they are. They're they're a fun team to watch. Um, the organization we've already said it. They're they're run fantastically well. Um, I feel like the Bucks are right now in the fight of their lives because um, on paper they obviously should be coming away from this series as uh, as the as a clear favorite, but in my, from my perspective, I think the Heat are just the better all, better overall team. They play team basketball. I think if you remove Giannis from the equation, the the Heat are just they're they're unstoppable, man. Um, I think I think the the Bucks the Bucks if they do win this series, um, they're they'll probably win in six, maybe seven. Um, and I think it's going to be a knockout, dragout fight for them. This yeah, is not I got, be an easy series. They're, they're, these two teams are going to beat the snot. I got, I got the Heat winning in six. Um, I love their matchups, their switchability. Like, uh, so many guys they can throw at Giannis, mm-hmm. so many guys they can throw at Middleton. Uh, Bledsoe didn't play game one. He's got a bad hammy. He's questionable for game two. Um, to mm-hmm. me, the Heat, and I'm pretty sure we've said, you know, this isn't groundbreaking, but the Heat do, ex- the Heat excel at the things the Bucks don't mm-hmm. excel at. The Bucks give up a lot of three. The Bucks give up a ton of threes. Yes. The Heat are excellent from three. Now, granted, in Game One it was kind of weird yeah. in that the Bucks sold out to try to take away their threes, and they did. The Heat only hit fifteen threes, mm-hmm. um, but 
they mm-hmm. gave up four, over 40 points in the paint, so they took away the threes, but then Drogic and, and um, Butler just got to the rim yeah. time, and after that's, time after time and that's the thing that's 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 why i've never been a big fan of teams that you know live by the three die by the three like uh uh i don't remember the exact years but you remember the uh the hito turgaloo uh orlando magic from the finals with like turgaloo dwight richard lewis richard lewis oh dwight yeah yeah um yeah that was um oh Oh eight, oh nine, oh eight, oh nine, oh nine. That yeah, they beat LeBron's okay. Cavs and then so gave Kobe's Lakers a run for their money. I I don't remember I the series six. necessarily. I, it, I I'm pretty sure it went six, but um, they 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 were in games, but I think they were they were outclassed. But either way, my 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 point being is that that's one of the reasons why like I don't like teams like that because I feel like one of the things that killed them was if they weren't on from three, they weren't going well, to dominate the inside. Look at teams. Just um, go watch was... the Houston Rockets. I mean, I mean the Rockets yeah. literally two years ago missed twenty seven th- straight three pointers in a game seven to lose to the Warriors. In the Eastern in the Western Conference Finals, um, yeah. Game four, the Rockets went something like four of twenty three from three in the second half, and they were they were up huge and blew that game. Yeah. Um, you know they're a team that really yeah. You know there's a high volatility to what they do. Games when they're hitting, oh boy, look out. Games where they're missing. Correct, and that's and and mind you, I have a lot of respect for people who can. Uh, deliver consistently from range at the same time like if those players aren't on like it's it's gonna be a freaking slog and that's that's one of the reasons why um i like the heat so much because i don't necessarily feel like they're they're a team that necessarily relies on the three they can certainly kill you with the three and that's that's a team that that's that's as a team that's something that you want to be able to do because if all you can do is score on the inside oh well we'll just let them shoot from three and they can beat themselves but if you're really really versatile like that and you can kill a team one way or another you automatically become a huge huge problem for them like what are they going to do they they need they need to figure out a way to solve uh the issue um, and if you can, if you can, you know, if you can dunk and if you can you know, attack the room from the inside or you can, you know, shoot all day long, like how do you, how do you stop so, a team from doing that? You need the team itself to stop. Right. So after watching itself. game one, um, a couple things really stuck out to me about the game. Um, yeah. Without Bledsoe, the Bucks really don't have a guy that can guard. Goran Dragic. I mean, George Hill tries, but he doesn't have the lateral quickness to do it. So Goran can get to the paint yeah. really when he wants. That's number one. Number two, uh, they don't have a great matchup for Jimmy either. Middleton is tall enough, but he's not really physical enough, and he was just a disaster on defense in game one. And then they have Wes mm-hmm. Matthews, who's physical enough, but not quite uh, quick enough laterally to stay with Jimmy on some of the mid-post face-ups and where he gets downhill a little bit. Uh, so so Butler, I think, 
really the only unless they put Giannis on Jimmy, I I think Jimmy can kind of pick pick his way through any other, any of the other Bucks defenders, um, and yeah. Then on top of that, uh, I. I thought it was a master class, not, not necessarily a master class, but Spo handily um, outcoached Bud in game one, just showing why Spo is a top five coach, elite coach, probably Hall of Fame coach when it's all said and done. Um, you know, he he matched at Bam only Bam minutes he matched to to Giannis's minutes, so they were on the court. Bam didn't guard at Giannis every time he was on the court, but they were oh, anytime Giannis was on the court, Bam yeah. was on the court. Um, Olinick only played seven minutes. They basically played one big guy the whole game um, out of bio, so they went small with like Crowder or even Butler at the fives in some lineups. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Budenholzer played ten guys in the first quarter. Like, jeez. Let me let me show you. I mean, in a game, I'm great. It's game one, and that you know, Bledsoe was a late scratch, a surprise scratch, I guess. Uh, they played. Pat Still, I mean, uh, twenty-five minutes. What? What? Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he was he was obviously he he was one of those people who was playing around to see if he could figure figure something out. Oh with, yeah, well, uh, literally, Bledsoe. he played a lineup that hadn't played a single minute together all season. They, they'd never been on the court together before. Um, yeah, Eastern, you know, Eastern semifinals, not, game one, not the time to be, like, tinkering around with, hmm, I wonder, let's just throw this at the wall. Um, exactly. And that's, 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 yeah, kind, of, that's kind of scary. Know, I, it, it was, all, it was almost kind of like when the Bucks came out and were – selling out to take away threes. He's playing all these different lineups, um, weird lineups. It was almost like hockey substitutions at times. Like like Giannis came in for two minutes, then sat for two minutes, then came back in. And it was, it was really weird the first half. He did have five, yeah. he had three fouls in the, in the first half. So maybe that had something to do with it, but um, it was almost like Budenholzer was, was like, my critics always say I never make adjustments, so I'm going to make a ton of adjustments. <laughs> I'm going to make too many, so people can't grill me for that. And uh, it did not work out. Yeah, if you're if you're a Bucks oh, fan, you're concerned you're, right now. Like you're pooping. You know, as 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 a. I don't want to call myself a Heat fan, but as an, as a Heat enthusiast, because I feel yeah, like, like I'm not I'm, doing them yeah, enough like justice. The, you know, um, I'm a full I'm a full time citizen. You're, you're feeling pretty good, right propagandist now. of Heat Island. You're like uh, you're a tourist. I could. Well, no, I, I I've got a uh, not a timeshare. I've got a uh, I'm, I'm a, a, a winter, you got I've got a, a condo. House? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I'm a snowbird. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. If you're if you're if you like the heat, then you're you're really liking um, what you're seeing right now because these are not the moves of a person who's particularly confident in their chances of winning a, a series like this. And I I might be talking out of my ass right now since I'm obviously not not one of those amazingly brilliant basketball minds, but um, 
if it's me, I'm not I'm not putting out an untested lineup out there. Like I don't know what to expect. And granted, you might you might stumble onto gold. Uh, the playoffs is not the time to be playing around like this so much. I mean, ten substitutions in the first yeah, it quarter. Was, that's it bad. was wild. Um, I mean, Budenholzer's the fourth coach out of the four coaches remaining in the Eastern Conference, and it's not close. Like Spo, Nurse, and Stevens, I'm taking any of those three well ahead before oh, I'm absolutely. even thinking about like, oh, absolutely, coach, come coach my team, bud. Well, yeah. So like, like what you were saying before about Spo being a potentially like Hall of Fame coach, I think the thing that's going to hurt him most is if he can't win a championship without LeBron and Wade. Like, I would love to see him win one without them because I think it solidifies him as well, being an elite coach. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think Pat's – I think Riley's got one more super team build coming, and then I think he might sail off into the sunset, um, which coincidentally could be if the Heat are able to beat the Bucks in the series. Maybe it'll be Giannis coming to town in a year or two. Um, but we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh Speaking of, well, not necessarily speaking of, but we got a couple teams that we bid farewell from the bubble. Um, yeah. I to put a little funeral mm-hmm. wrap-up services for these guys. Maybe a quick wake here. Uh, I need to I need to pour pour out a four loco and a uh, a white claw uh, for my my boy Luca. Well, I want, before we do Luca, let's. I want to talk Blazers first. Um, okay, that's fair. That went about as well. I, I had as we such high hopes for, for the Portland Trailblazers, and then I forgot that uh, Carmelo Anthony's old, and LeBron is good, and Anthony Davis is good, and Hassan Whiteside stinks out loud. I forgot all those things. Yes. Well, I mean, the 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 thing is, is that the without without Dame, I don't think the the Blazers are anything special. Uh, it's it's another one of those scenarios where. Uh, you have uh, an elite level talent, and I would, and, and I'm, I'd be willing to put my money where my mouth is with with Dame being elite. Um, you have an elite level talent. He goes down. What oh else yeah, do you once, have? Lillard, I mean, once Lillard was I don't, hurt, I don't, once he had the knee and said he wasn't playing in uh, a game five, it was it was a wrap. Um, I was just a little disappointed. I thought they, yeah. I thought they, I, I mean, obviously they won game one. I thought they might have a little more. Um, a little more left in the tank to push them to get two wins, maybe take a game three or a game four. But they've been basically been playing playoff games every day yeah. for over a month, so they, they, you know, they they seemed to be running on fumes there towards the end. Yeah, yeah, they 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 played they played magnificent magnificently during the uh, that uh, that seeding yeah. series of games. Um, but when when you have that much pressure on you to perform to make it to the playoffs, like that's one of the reasons why I never really bang on teams that like barely make it into the playoffs. Because granted, yeah, sure, maybe they don't necessarily belong there. A, they earned the right to play in there, and B, they've been playing you know, significant basketball to make it to the the, the playoffs. So. Um, as far as their performance through their elimination goes, I don't think that there's anything really to be too upset about. Uh, Dane needs some help. 
Uh, Carmelo obviously wasn't it. Uh, I'm hearing rumblings that Carmelo and uh, the Knicks might uh, be reunited, which is if that were if that were to happen. I mean, you know, good for Melo getting his payday, but the Knicks aren't just going anywhere, anyways. So God, I hope it happens. It is. It is. Um, it is. So um, looking ahead for the Blazers, at least going into next year, you know. Last season, they they surprised people and make it to a conference finals. Uh, this year, they go on a tear in the bubble and go in in the eighth seed, and Dame goes, you know, Dame time for a couple games. Uh, Ballistic. Next yeah. season, obviously, they got Lillard and McCollum coming back. They got Nurkic coming back, who looked great in the bubble. Uh, Zach Collins, hopefully, yeah. can stay healthy, who – Seems like a nice young piece who, when he's on the court, he's fairly productive and does some nice things for them. Uh, they found a guy, Gary yeah. Trent, who's was awesome for them as a third guard coming in off the bench, who you got to assume that they're going to mm-hmm. keep and make a consistent part of their rotation. They need to find some wing depth. They need to find some wing players. Mm-hmm. Um I could see them maybe bringing back Melo because uh, he was pretty decent for them as a fourth or fifth absolutely. option, which is, which well, is and, nice and that's, this time. And that's – absolutely. No, if if, um, if I'm Melo, I'd probably stay. But if the Knicks are throwing, you know, wild money yeah. at you, uh, what are you going to do? True, true, true. Because I, the only way that I see Melo leaving uh, a situation like that is if the Knicks are just like, we're going to give you far more money than you deserve to be making right now at yeah. this point in your career. Because I mean, Melo's not a starter anymore. He's he's just not he's not at that level. But I think that they're uh, to to generate some buzz and to to get people to continue following them. They're going to make a quote unquote big move that's not really going to pan out. And I think they're going to throw way too much money. Um, So they might, they might bring back Melo as a wing, as some wing depth there. Uh, Mario Hazonia, probably the worst player in the NBA, possibly. Um, (laughs) He's just so bad. Um, Also, someone should tell him to not wear his socks halfway up his calves because he looks like an idiot because no one does that anymore. Um, Anthony Simons is a young, small, tweener guard, one maybe point guard, maybe shooting guard, who had a lot of hype going into the year, but then didn't really do too much. Uh, they got Rodney Hood, who's coming off an Achilles injury, who they still have under uh, contract. They have Trevor Ariza, who elected to not go to the bubble, who they will have still for next year, but he's, you know, 34 years old. Um, yeah, he's. I think we've seen the last of uh, super clutch Trevor Ariza. I think he'll be a nice role yeah. player, but um, I don't. I don't think he's going to be that much of a difference maker moving forward, especially since he'll be what yep. thirty five yep. next year. Um, so I think they really need to try to find either true free agency if they can, although they're going to have very limited cap space. Um, Unless the young kid they drafted last year, Nasir Little out of North Carolina, who barely did anything for them, did not make an impact really at all. Um, If he can maybe show something and provide some solid minutes for them as a wing guy, uh, 
that's really what they need. They also probably need a third, a true number three. Nurkic is like a three and a half. He's not quite good enough to be a third guy on a championship mm-hmm. team, in my opinion. Uh, McCollum is like a two and a half. I don't know if McCollum's good enough to be your number two. Uh, certainly him and Lillard as a defensive backcourt is not the best. But uh, I think, you know, mm-hmm. assuming they stay healthier, obviously this year they had so many injuries, uh, assuming they stay healthier, I think I think they're going to compete again in the Western Conference next year, you know. Yeah, um, I again, I don't think that there's anything really to worry about there just yet. I think I think their their future is pretty bright. I think they had a down year, uh, but I think they're going to prove next year that um, the success that they found during the regular season and during the postseason yep. last year wasn't a fluke. Um, I I think they'll be uh, fine. so. Let's talk about um, your new uh, your new crush, Luka Doncic, and. Um, Oh. All right, here oh, here's a question. Okay. Now, um transitioning here. To win a game, you have one game you need to win. Who are you taking as your guard? Are you going to take Dame or you you take Luka? Ooh. Um I'll pro- I'd probably take okay. Dame for yeah. the experience. Uh, Luca, Luca's got a lot of raw talent. I mean, we we talked about how long he's been in the Year league two. a couple weeks ago, Year two. and it's Crazy. not much, right? Year two. So, if we're talking, if we're talking, you know, Luca after another two years of a little seasoning, a little uh, little time in the oven to kind of you know become something more, then my money's on Luca. But because of uh, Dame's experience. Um, I'd, okay. Right now, I'd have yeah, to say Dame. I, I, I don't think – I mean, you're, there's no wrong pick there. Um, so Dallas I don't think so. gives uh, the Clippers a nice fight here, gives them fits. Luka fits. gives them fits. Um, ultimately loses in six games. Uh, a couple things. I don't think we learned anything new in this series. Uh, Luka is a beast. Um and he's ready to lead a team on playoff runs. Uh, we we continue to know that Kawhi yes. Leonard is probably the best player in the NBA. And yep. we also learned that and Paul George Paul is still George, an anomaly. He is not quite pandemic, but not quite playoff P just yet. Um, yeah, a lot. A lot of people. A lot of people uh, seem to think that you know, like, oh, he's he's figured it out. I don't think so. Yeah, I, 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 I need to see it more than two games in a row. Um, I, I'm with you. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Let's see how they uh, exactly. start up the next. Uh, series. And then I think the other thing we saw, but we already knew going into the series, is Marcus Morris is a punk. Um, yeah. So. We knew all those things going in. We still know them going out. Uh, Dallas's season is over. Um, I love Dallas's future. I love it. Oh yeah, that Dallas is another team that next year, uh, next year uh, I think they'll they'll take another step. I think uh, next year they'll advance past the first round. I think. Uh, 
uh, of the of the two teams that we've been talking about in terms of bright future. Uh, obviously, uh, Portland has a pretty bright future, but Dallas, if they can keep that that nucleus together with uh, uh, Doncic and Porzingis, if they can keep guys like that around, I think their future looks very very bright. I think uh, Mark Cuban, as far as ownership goes, is uh, one of the best owners because you know he's really really involved in this entire process of building this team, um, and I think he's done a really really nice job of um, putting them in a really really good position to contend for yeah I several think they're, years they're for the next assuming health. Uh, for the next decade, they're going to be a contender. They're going to. This is the worst they'll do in the playoffs. Yep. They're only going to get better. Um, Luca is going to be, yeah. you know, if he stays healthy, has the potential to be an all-time great. Oh, he's going to be around uh, the league in a couple of years. Yeah, uh, and that's that's the thing that like blows my mind. Um, I forget who it was. There was there was someone who said that Luca was going to be running the league. I want to say it might have been like Paul Pierce, but I don't think that's that right. That doesn't sound like that sounds someone someone had said uh, facts. Uh but Jaylen, there was maybe, there was someone who saying it. uh uh might, might have been Jalen. All I remember was that like two or three years ago they were like, yeah, this kid is gonna be running the league and a couple of people like scoffed and granted I'm one of those people who will scoff because like uh, one of the things that I didn't like about LeBron when he came into the league was all the hype. Like people were like, he's you know he's the next Jordan. It's like you you got to see, wait and see how he produces. Like, is he going to be a player in this league, or is he just going to kind of fizzle out? Like, is the is the limelight going to get to him? And obviously that wasn't the case. Um, so I was a little skeptical back then, but after seeing his development, it's like if if he doesn't have like catastrophic injuries or if he, if he doesn't start to break down early, he's definitely going to be like one oh, yeah. of the faces um, of this league. I think the big question marks for them going forward is, you know, Porzingis now has another meniscus. He has a, uh, I think it's meniscus might be an MCL um, in his right knee. He's had a lot of lower leg injuries, knee uh, left knee ACL, um, he's had Achilles issues with the left Achilles. He's, you know, the hit. The if you look at the history books, guys over seven, seven one, seven two, that have lower leg issues when they're young, um, typically it doesn't get a lot better. Um, no, but you know, Porzingis certainly, if he can stay healthy, I think is in is almost a perfect complement to what Luca does. He can stretch it. He can finish inside. He can finish on yeah. lobs in the pick and roll. He can space the floor. He can protect the rim. Yeah. And, and honestly, if if you're if you're Dallas management, the best thing you could do for yourself is to find a player similar to Porzingis uh, that can kind of fill in and not tax his body so much. You don't want to put so much wear and tear on his body. I'm not suggesting that you necessarily baby him too much, but you know, like the the whole him playing, you know, forty plus minutes, maybe don't do Yeah, that. the Kawhi maybe play him, you know, thirty four, thirty five. Exactly. And and maybe not but to that extreme. Um you don't start 
Yeah, uh, you know, increase his longevity, make sure that he stays healthy by not taxing him as much. Obviously, the playoffs is a little bit different, but during the regular season, if you can afford to give him some rest and and factor somebody in there that's like a really good compliment that can, can take some of that um, psychological pressure off of him, but also take off a little bit of that wear and tear or absorb some of that into themselves and get themselves some some play minutes and I don't know who that who that player would be but I think if I'm if I'm Dallas management and I'm looking for um things that I need to do that's obviously uh high up on the list because I think Porzingis is going to be a large part of that team's uh success for the next 10 years yeah if no you can doubt. Stay healthy. um I really like the you know the the bench lineups they ran out there they've really you know Seth Curry's found a nice role for himself there coming off their bench they even pick up Trey mm-hmm. Burke from the scrap heap, and he looks like a he looks like he belongs as a backup guard in this league. You know, doing some nice things. And he where was Trey Burke before this? <laughs> he was he was had a stint with the Sixers, and the Sixers were just like peace. And like you know, I thought so. I, I knew I knew he was in the team. Yeah, it's in, not like in the some team in the East, a guard um, that can dribble and pass and hit some be creative in a pick and roll in the playoffs at all. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think, that, I think that they, I like, you know, they're not in, they're in a situation that a lot of teams are, um, is they're looking for that guy that can be their number three, you know, Hardaway junior mm-hmm. is a really nice piece, but if he's your third guy, he's probably not qualified to be a, third guy on a championship team he's probably better he's somewhere he's like a three and a half um you know so if they can upgrade you know i think they'd like to keep hardaway if they can maybe package if they have a first round pick that they owe two first round picks to the knicks but they have a third first round pick that they can trade this offseason um if they can take that first and maybe package it with a player um to go after another wing, maybe like a Buddy Heald, um, somebody like that. If they can get that upgrade, man, yeah. will they be ready to make serious, serious noise in the West next year? Um, Absolutely. So I love what I love what the Mavs have going forward. Um, yeah, they'll they'll be fine. A lot of these teams that that, that were just eliminated, I think, will be fine. Because even though we're not talking about them this week, I think you know, like a team like the Nets, we talked about how they'll be fine because they're you know they're they've effect, effectively won the lottery. They they were able to um, they were able to sign some big stars that needed some 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 time off. Um, they're getting a bunch of those guys back, and um, a lot of their younger players got a lot of really good experience this season. So they'll be, you know, they'll, they'll be contenders. Uh, who else? Uh, Orlando, not so, not so much. Uh, although I'm not as well versed on what uh, they have going on. Um, although you know, you know, they have some pieces a whole lot of that nothing, they can yeah. maybe sell off. I think they have some individual guys that could be attractive for other teams. But I don't think they have any pieces that fit together. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, they're a team on the rise. Um, 
Yeah. So I mean, I, I think they'll they'll be you know the next Pacers. Uh, the, the Pacers. We were talking about them, and they're also kind of in that really weird nebulous. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think realm where they're trying to figure their their stuff out. But for the most part. Uh, a lot of these guys are going to be fine. Or rather, a lot of these teams are going to be fine. I think they're going to, you know, you know, they're they're going to, they'll they'll make things work for them. They'll excel. They'll be great. They'll be fantastic. Um, I feel like all all it takes is just some off time, a little bit of tweaking, and you know, just some patience, <laughs> patience and they'll sports. be fine. Don't talk crazy. Get out of here. Yeah, I want to win. I want to win now, and I want to win yesterday, and I want it. I want it all to be delivered, please, immediately. Um, all right. So we got two. Yeah. We got a game seven tonight that's going to tip in about a half hour. We got another game seven tomorrow. Is tonight that, uh, is OKC, Denver, Utah. Houston? Tomorrow, OKC, Houston. Two game sevens. Um, okay. Both of us, I think, leaned Denver. At the start of this series, Denver has fought back from a 3-1 deficit. Yeah. And now, you know. Yeah, something something stirred. Uh, I still think that Utah uh, eats it out, but it's really a, it's really a, um, a crapshoot. Who do you this, think blinks first? Because, you know, we've had Jamal Murray score 50 points twice now. Um, we've seen Donovan Mitchell light it up for 40-plus a couple times. Which one of those two? Who? Who? Which um, of those two blinks today? Is or do they both go nuts again? <laughs> I think they both go nuts. Uh, I think, yeah. I think I think this game, um, it'll probably be high scoring. I feel like it's going to be, um, it's it's going to be a high scoring game. It's going to be both teams going balls to the wall, and I think. Uh, Utah will edge it out, um, but obviously you can't discount Denver. Like I'm, I'm personally surprised that we're at this point where we're talking about uh, a game seven because a week ago um, Utah was firmly in control and it didn't look like there was anything that Denver could do to put themselves yeah, back. Yeah, I um, I like. Going into the series, I thought Denver was the better team with with Utah not having uh, Boyan Bogdanovich um, and without mm-hmm. Mike Conley at the start of the series because he was quarantining, getting back into the bubble. And then mm-hmm. Utah jumps out on him and gets this big lead. Now here's Denver and Jamal Murray's like, uh, uh, you know, LeBron James and Kobe Bryant and Kevin Durant on steroids pouring in 50-plus every night. Um, I am so mad at myself because I was I watched. I'm not a I'm not a Rudy Gobert fan. I don't think he I don't think he's a winning player. I think he's I think he tries hard. I think he's good at. Um, I think he's a solid NBA center, but I don't think he's a guy that you can yeah have play major minutes and be a team that goes deep in the playoffs. I just don't think he's the style that um, the way he has to play as a center is a way to win in the modern NBA. He's a center that um, you can't post up. That's he's fair. a center that doesn't really, you can't, I mean, you can throw lobs to him, but he's not a guy that jumps, you know, he's not going to jump and go get a lob. He's just tall. 
Um, yeah. He doesn't, he's not a guy that you can hit, pass the ball to at the elbow and be like, go one-on-one or pass the ball to the elbow and say, all right, make, you know, run the offense, hit some guys for backdoor cuts and run dribble handoffs. And at the start of the series, Gobert's playing great. He's getting 20 plus. He's defending, he's defending Jokic. He's rebounding, you know, he's playing awesome. And I'm like, am I wrong about this guy? And then the last three games, he's been just terrible. And he, yeah, no, and and I feel like your assessment of Gobert is spot on because I, I think a lot of people were really in love with him when when he uh, broke out in the league, and I just feel like he's not he's not a flashy player, he's not a versatile player. He's good at what he does. He's very good at what he does, but he's not he's not going to wow you, and um. He, he, like you said, he's 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 uh, a competent NBA center, but he's not going to wow you. He's not going to be an X factor in a series. Um, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be the reason that Utah doesn't win. I think his inability to um, to handle pick and rolls with the the handle the Murray Jokic pick and rolls, he's getting torched. Um, if he sits back, Murray's burying yeah. threes. If he comes up, uh, Murray's going blowing by him. If they switch, it's pick your poison. Jokic has a small on him. Um, yeah. I, I really thought Utah was going to win. I, I predicted Denver was going to win the series. Then Utah jumped on. I was like, oh, I think Utah's going to win now. And now I'm back on Denver. I'm like, oh, my original pick yeah. is right. So I think Denver. Well, I think I think Denver Denver has done what they did, where they kind of found something that works. Um, if they do win tonight, I think it's going to be a lot more of the same. Um, I think again, it's going to be one of those games where it's going to be really high scoring. Uh, a lot of their guys are going to try and go off. So if those guys are you know hitting shots, I I don't see, I don't. I don't disagree with you on uh, Gobert possibly be the reason why this uh, series doesn't go Utah's way. Um, but I also do think that uh, Denver has to win this series by having a lot of their players show up and just go out of their minds, balls yes. to the wall. Um, I think the more interesting game to me uh, is the Rockets-Thunder game. Um, I... Mm-hmm find it incredibly intriguing you have two guys who have historically uh well actually i should say three guys who historically have had yeah uh very famous and pronounced playoff flameouts whether it be harden westbrook yeah and chris paul one or two of those guys is going to be sent home in the first round to me if chris paul loses in the first round this year no one expected the Thunder to be good. If they lose in the first round, it's okay. It's kind of okay because that's kind of what that's what people expected. And, and uh, when you were saying that um, uh, that someone was going to be sent home, um, I honestly think that it's going to be a really really bad look for Houston, who I think scapegoated. Uh, Paul 
to a certain degree for their inability to kind of progress to the next next level. Um, and I think it'll be a really bad look for them if they don't win Game 7. I think uh, OKC's playing with house money. If they lose, it's not really that that bad, especially because on paper, uh, Houston is uh, the better team. I mean, you, you've got two two former MVPs on yeah. that team. There's Houston, Houston has so, to win this series. Uh, it, even if yes, they do win, there's still a chance that there's going to be major changes for them next year. Uh, uh, I think there has I think to the be. GM, uh, you know, Maury could be Houston, gone. I don't think necessarily – I don't think – there's no way you can deal Westbrook. No one's taking that contract, and Harden's not going anywhere. No. Well, oh, first and foremost, why would you want to get rid well, of Westbrook? He's – I mean, if you're if you're Houston, I don't, I don't think uh, Westbrook is necessarily the well, issue. He was the um, closing out the granted. game yesterday. He was not great. Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't great, but I don't necessarily think that. I, I feel. I feel like I'm backtracking with the Rudy Gobert <laughs> thing here, but I feel like uh, Russell Westbrook has proven himself, and I think if he has a bad series, that's a lot different than Rudy Gobert having a bad okay. series. Okay, okay, I'm with you there. Um, especially, especially a guy who uh, this is what his second game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, looked, he looked okay Andrew? in Game Five. Struggled a little bit in Game Six. So, so I think I think you have to give him a little bit of a benefit of the doubt there. Um, he's 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 a former league MVP, scoring champ. The the, the guy is a really nice piece to have. Uh, I don't think that you necessarily try and move off of him because of one bad series. Although I do think that. Um, one way or another, if I'm Houston, I'm really concerned. Um, you do need you do, you do need some changes because I uh, on paper, OKC should not be giving you this hard of a time. And granted, uh, we, I understand it's a four or five series, so it's supposed to be a, a toss up. Uh, Houston Houston has been on the precipice of greatness for what feels like four years now, and they can't seem to take that last step. So. You know what do you do? Like you got rid of Chris Paul, you kind of uh, scapegoated Chris Paul and said, you know, like he's he's clearly the reason why we're not we're not progressing. So you went and you quote unquote upgraded, and that that isn't to say that Westbrook isn't an upgrade over Chris Paul because I'd definitely take Westbrook over Chris Paul almost any day. But um, it's a bad look to be in a game seven right now, to be in this position, to be, you know, what, 48 minutes from, from potentially getting eliminated. From the yeah, playoffs. I agree. Um, I think it also is a little bit of, I think, you know, if they lose this game, D'Antoni's definitely gone. Daryl Morey's probably gone as GM. Uh, yep. If you look back at Harden's tenure with the Rockets, it's really interesting. First they give him, they pair him with Dwight Howard. They have some success. They actually make it to the, comp- the conference finals. They lose to a up-and-coming, yep. you know, great Warriors team. So they decide, okay, it's Howard's mm-hmm. not the answer. Let's get him, let's pair him with somebody else. They bring in Eric Gordon. They bring in Chris Paul. They almost take out this super team in the Warriors, but then flame out in games six and seven. Um, yeah. Then, okay, Chris Paul's not the answer. Harden doesn't want to play with him. Now we're going to go Westbrook. We're going to trade Capella because we can't play Capella and Westbrook together. 
now we're playing super small and we're still struggling in the first round. And to me, the common denominator is James Harden. Oh, absolutely. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to rag on the guy. Um, but I feel like, uh, no, (laughs) listen, feel free. I, I feel, I feel bad because a lot of the things that I've said about Westbrook, you can certainly say about Harden, but the fact of the matter is that like Harden, Harden is very evidently the, the the common denominator here, and I just feel like he's one of those players who's just destined never to find that you know success on his own. I mean, he's 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 very much like Carmelo. A lot of people thought that he he'd be bringing New York a championship. Obviously, didn't happen. Well, he's got to decide. Uh, is, is, you know, I mean, I. The, the book is being written. The history books are going to be written on Harden. He's either going to go down into the category of great scorer but not a playoff winner, uh, like a Gilbert Arenas, like a Tracy McGrady, or is he going to actually find some sustained playoff success, get to the finals, and be productive and have some big playoff moments and thrust himself into the category of guys that he likes to think himself with like the Kobe's, like the LeBron's, like the, like the Kevin Durant's. Um, yeah. Cause he doesn't really have like, a, Oh man, remember that Harden game where he went for 40 and carried them to the win and they closed out the series. He doesn't have that. He's got games. He doesn't. And I, I don't think he ever will. I don't, I don't think he ever will. I think, I think, um, his, his, uh, his legacy is of that of like the perennial loser, and I hate to say that because he's a very talented basketball player. Just not just good like, enough. You know, Chris. Great, but not correct. Just correct. Doesn't have but that like, extra gear. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's grown. He's grown out of that whole you know sixth man mentality from when he was in OKC. Um, but I think he's hit his ceiling and. I don't necessarily think it's his fault because I think he's he's done more than enough on the court to kind of um, justify how good he is. But at the end of the day, I think his issue is just that he's not on the same level as a lot of those people. And there there are a lot of people who you know they would argue with me until they're blue in the face. But the fact of the matter is, is as good as he is that hasn't translated to uh, a lot of success. And granted, a team like the Kings would tr- would would mortgage several years of their future to have, you know, their failure be, you know, a couple of uh, Western Conference Championship games uh, where, or series where they've lost, you know, a couple of uh, semifinal, uh, sem- uh, semifinal round uh, losses. Um there, there are a lot of um, there are a lot of franchises who who trade in uh, several good years of basketball for that. Um, so it's 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 hard to chastise the guy for not being quote unquote good enough. But the fact of the matter is, is that's just the way it is. I mean, he's he's run into some fantastic. Uh, Warriors teams, and now he has to contend with uh, the deadly Lakers and the the Clippers, and um, 
you know, even Denver or Utah, I think, could give those guys a run for their money. I, I just don't think that Houston has what they need to win. I don't think that they're going to go anywhere with or without Westbrook. I don't think Westbrook is obviously the issue here. Um, pairing those two guys together was a smart idea, but um, clearly it hasn't panned out. And I think that we've seen we've seen the peak of the James Harden led uh, wow. Houston Rockets. And um, I think there's, there's more of this in their future. Um, I just, I, I don't think that they're going to be one of those teams who is going to make a lot of noise, despite the fact that they have a lot yeah, of Yeah. I mean, the West is only going to get better. It sucks. Because all the, you know, the West is getting better yes. and they're, they're trending in the wrong direction. Unless, unless they Correct. can really retool, unless they, you know, they make a run here and, Maybe they can flip Eric Gordon and get younger and get some other pieces. But, um, yeah, uh, humongous must win for Harden, D'Antoni, yeah. Dale Morey, and Westbrook tomorrow night. Yeah, how quickly, hypothetically speaking, uh, let's say Houston loses, how quickly do you think D'Antoni gets win? Uh, next day? Within the week. I won't say the next day. Within the week, I'm saying I'm saying next All right. day. All right. How about this for a question? How about this for a little? Uh, what would you do here? Um, so, with after the OKC game, game seven. Um, right now, the Rockets and the Thunder are the only two teams left at the Grand Floridian Hotel. Every other team is. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Grand Testino. So all the other, they're the only two teams left in this hotel. If you're either one of those yeah. teams, when you win, you have the option to stay at your hotel all by yourself or, do you, or you can move into the, the other hotel with everyone else. You stay in on your own in the hotel or you move in with the rest of the crew? Oh, I'm staying by myself. You, oh, man. You are? You don't, what, what, what are you going to do? No Jimmy Butler uh, big face coffee. I mean that that's true, but then I'd also have a hotel all to myself. That's true, yeah. You can hang out in the hot tub. No, no, you don't have to worry about every twenty minutes having to rotate out. Exactly. It's it, you. You're. It's it's you and like fourteen other guys plus I assume like the staff and stuff are probably staying nearby too, right? More dudes. So at the end of the day, like the just having the freedom of being able to like walk around uh, relatively undisturbed would mean more to me than being able to uh, hit up Dame for uh, his wine or oh, McCollum yeah, for his sent, wine, so hitting must, up uh, Butler for his coffee. His wine cellar and his and his. <laughs> I mean that's true. That's true. But uh, given given what uh, I had read about these guys and uh, how much uh, how much stuff they brought with them, like I'm pretty sure. What he if probably he just left, left it like there. you have to like he had some sort of deposit system where you 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 slip a twenty under the door and and uh, you'll uh, help someone will let you in. He's got a little deposit. Oh box. Yeah. Left the bubble, but he's got a little deposit box where you. Here, Venmo me twenty bucks. Venmo me a hundred bucks or whatever, and I'll let I'll have the I'll have the hotel, you know, concierge let you in to grab a bottle. Oh, all right. Last mm. thing I'm putting on, I'm springing on you right now. Last thing. So okay. I was thinking about. Tell me if you. I want you to tell me if you agree with my list here. 
All right. I was thinking about after, you know, watching Paul George uh, be Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde um, in round one. Yeah. Uh, severely struggle for about four four games, four out of the six. Mm-hmm. Who are the top five Paul Georges? Like who are the who are the top five Oof. big name all stars superstar, um, big name talents, uh, you know top mm. one or two guys on their team who don't show up too often too often in, instead of getting to their twenty points somehow too often in a playoff game go six to seventeen for fourteen points and don't want don't come through in the clutch or don't um, disappear, don't fight to get the ball, don't demand the ball, don't try to run the show in the last uh, four minutes of a game or get ba- they get bad shots. So I was thinking about who would my top five Paul Georges be. And uh, I got a list. Yeah. And I, wanted, I want you to tell me okay. if you agree or disagree. All right? All right. Uh, okay. Number, number five of my top five Paul Georges – is Chris Middleton? Yes, um, he's uh, he, you you agree in, in that he's a Paul George guy, and that too many times he okay, absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, Chris Middleton um, is uh, a nice player. Uh, I think he's a nice piece, but uh, obviously uh, part of the issue the issue that Giannis has is that his uh, his co stars are not as consistent as he is. And so I, I'd be willing to put right. Chris Middleton on. Number four on the list of Paul George's, uh, Russell Westbrook. Oh. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's a little aggressive. I can't say no. That's a little aggressive because I feel like he shows I mean, Dame, up. And Dame for, did send I, him packing last year. And then two years ago, yes. Donovan Mitchell sent him packing as a rookie. I mean, that's true, but also, how much of an actual team did OKC well, have? Last year, they had last year Russ and Paul George playoff P together. I mean, yeah, but but we've already we've already decided that Paul George <laughs> is not. A, is is obviously very much Jekyll and Hyde. So, other other than Paul George, who can come and go as he pleases, apparently, uh, who uh, else did they have? Stephen Adams. Have you ever heard of him? Uh, I mean, I, who'd they have last year? I can't even. Uh, they. I mean, I they mean, had. They, uh, the, What's that? They had Jeremy Grant. Uh, I mean, come on now. <laughs> Jeremy Grant. God damn. No. No, listen. That, so that, you that disagree team, with my, that team disagree last with year. my Westbrook at number four of Paul George's? I feel like it's a little aggressive. If if you're basing it off the last two seasons, definitely. But overall, yeah, I feel like it's a little enough. aggressive. Uh, I was torn between him or Harden for four, so I was going to put one of them on the list. So I, I actually left – <laughs> I left Harden off. See, if you had said Harden, I would have said yes. I actually left him off my list. All right, my number three list. My number three on the list of Paul George's, Carl Anthony Towns. 
Oof. Uh, yeah. Mother bleepers. Yeah. Love to be like, look at Cat. Look at all the stats. He's put up 32 and 12. He does this every night. He's hitting threes, blah, blah, blah. He's a terrible defender. He, he, none of his yes. points matter. They, they, he'll, he'll, he'll score and yeah. they, they lose. I mean, he could drop 50, but if you're not in the game, I mean, then it doesn't really He didn't really, really show up two seasons ago when they made the playoffs and when they had Jimmy Butler uh, as the AC, yeah. they got just, just molly whopped. Yeah. Pummeled. By the Rockets. Pummeled. Um, Shit. Now that you said that, I completely forgot that Jimmy Butler was a Timberwolf. Oh, no. I missed um, – Jesus Christ. Was... He jumped around quite a bit for, like, two on seasons. because he, he went yeah. from the Bulls. He did yeah, one year he, in Minnesota. Uh, from the Bulls to the one Wolves. one year in uh, Philly. Now, in Philadelphia. Now we're in Miami. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's tra- tra- world traveler. That's wild. United States traveler all over. Yeah, I've been everywhere, man. Johnny Cash, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number two on my top five, Paul George's, Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's this is his opportunity. It's a little aggressive, but yes, I. I'm thinking it's a little aggressive because uh, he was on a team that was particularly great. Now, let me qualify this. So I think he, if you look at his playoff stats for his career, he does have decent numbers. My, my yes. thing with putting him on as my number two on this list is he has the talent to be dominant and be a go-to guy late in games. But he just doesn't seem to yes. have that killer instinct give me the ball like Jimmy Butler has where I'm going to I'm going to will us to a win here I don't I've never I haven't seen that from him yeah but but I think and 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 I think your assessment of him is fair um I think what makes that trait so special is that so many people don't have it like if every player had it then it wouldn't be that big of a deal and I think it's one of those things that's really super rare and really does separate a lot of really good players from a lot of really great players like you got you have some guys who kind of rise to the occasion and that's what makes them good like I hate to give him props here but like Paul Pierce when he was on uh, the Celtics to a certain degree like he was a big game he player. was he was not Yes, he was he was an elite, but when you needed for him to oh, yeah. step up, he could. And um that's obviously what took him from, you know, a middle of the road, you know, slightly better than middle of the road player to um a guy who you could maybe consider oh, putting in the hall, the hall of fame. I think I think he will he will too, but I don't want to jinx it for him. All right. Num- my number one, Paul George on the lit. My number one, uh, Paul George list. I screwed that up, but that's all right. You know what I mean. Your number one, Paul George yep, on your Paul George you list is Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> See, it would have been even better. It would have been even better if Paul George was the number two Paul George on the Paul George like, list. Paul George, my number two. You should have. You should have. He's just too good at being a Paul George. What can I say? <laughs> Some would say he was born for the role. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, you know, I, I, 
he's he's the guy who I just don't get. Like he he has I think that the um his reputation certainly precedes him. I think he Yeah. What happened, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Uh he he definitely has a talent. I just don't know what his deal <laughs> is. Because there there would be times when, you know, the heat when when the, the heat Pacers. and the, the Pacers went at it that I was like, these 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 sons of bitches are tough. Like there there's no that way that the Heat are gonna come out of the series. 2016, 2015, where the Pacers were the seventh seed and the Raptors were the two seed. And yeah. George gave that Raptors team fits. He almost carried a shitty Pacers yes. team with nobody. Um I think it went six, may, might have even gone seven. He almost carried that team single-handedly over the Raptors. I want to say it was six. I, I'm, I'm pretty but sure. What happened that. to that guy? Uh, Where is he? I don't. I don't know. And that's and that's the thing that I guess. Um, I, I guess that's the thing that sets him aside from everybody else because he's Likewise. such an enigma. Because like he. I'd say he's he's very much like the anti um, Paul Pierce, where uh, he's he's better than a middle of the road player. Like he's he's obviously on the cusp of being elite, but uh, his lack of that it factor kind of like I think people at the end of his career will see that he was he was he was put in situations that he had no business being put in because he just didn't have the mental. He's the opposite. And granted, like I don't, I don't, I don't want to rag on the guy for uh, not being the best, but um, there's just he lets you down too much when you're talking about people. Yes, yes. He's just he's like there's the, too he's much like talent the drunk, there he's for like the, the drunk, the drunk dad that you just keep hoping shows up to your softball games. When you're when you're nine, you're like, <laughs> That's come true. on, dad, I have a game. All right, son, I'll be there. And then he's he's you're up to bat. You're looking the, for him busy, in the stands, and all, all the person there is your mom, and your dad's not there. Yeah. That's he. He's that's that's who he yeah. is. He's the <laughs> that's Paul George, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'd say the the list for the most part is pretty good. Uh, I would have I would have put Harden on the list instead of Westbrook. That's why you're wrong. Um. Uh, I, I I probably am. Um. But I feel like uh, Harden's had a lot more help over the last couple of years than can't argue uh, with that. a guy like can't Westbrook. Argue with that. I, that's a good argument. I agree. So. Um, last thing before we go here. Uh, sorry, buddy. The yep. Raptors lost 102 to one to 99. Of course they did because they like so, to do the shit to me. So, oh my uh, God. Tatum went, Tatum I told went myself, like 36. I told myself. Kemba. Of course he did. Sealed the deal with a step back in Ibaka's eyeball. Um, so uh, I'll let you marinate on that. Uh, Raptors down 2 nothing. Um, good night, sir. <laughs> oh, man. I, I guess you got to call it there, yeah. It's fair. All right, go, uh, go try to figure out what the hell to – go call up Nick Nurse and tell him he's got to figure some shit out. I will. I'm going to tell them, listen, you guys better rattle off three right. consecutive See wins. See if they can get any Kawhi sweat. Maybe it will help them. 
something. Maybe if there's any Kawhi's clutch genes still Maybe. laying around. Well, hopefully. All right, you better you better get uh, your the Canadian people are going to be restless. So. Yeah, they are. I need to provide them with some yeah, uh, leadership. Get your, get your people going here. <laughs> All right. All right. You.